What's up? What's happening? This is Ralph the Ref, obviously from Referee Rant fame. Um, just wanted to say hello. First and foremost, I just wanted to say thank you. I appreciate everyone and anyone that has downloaded, listened to, streamed, or viewed any of the videos or read anything from the website from Referee Rent. It's coming from the bottom of my heart, so I wanted to say thank you to everyone. Um, also, today is a special day. It's February 10th, 2020, which means that it's my one of my mentor's uh, birthdays. Happy birthday to my man, Tommy Caramella, who is out there, probably going to do a game at some point today. And if anyone knows something about Tommy Caramella, we have the same birthday, but... That's another entirely different conversation, but um, I just wanted to introduce this new project that we're working on that I've been at hard at work behind the scenes. It's called Tales from the Third Team, and you know, it sounds like 13, but it's really third team, Tales from the Third Team, and basically it's anytime I officiate, there's a home team, an away team, and then there's the third team, which are the officials, and you know, this is something that I wanted to be separate from referee rant. Only because, um, you know, in the rant, I think we've figured out the formula. We always go back to um, where an official or, or a coach or, and how they came up to where they got to the point that where they are. Um, and to me, that was always important to try to find out um, from soup to nuts, their origins, what their beginnings are, what their successes were, what their failures are, and what made them become who they became um, at this point in time. But this is something completely different. This was always inspired by um, podcasts that I've always listened to that was more on the narration side, more on the storytelling side, which is basically like Radio Lab, American Life, Serial, if you've ever heard any of those. Um, it's going to be more driven towards telling stories that officials would tell um, and things that we go through or things that they do outside of officiating. I, I always found things interesting. And of course, I'm going to be working closely with another amazing official, Division One NCAA official, as well as the WNBA, Kevin Sparrick, who is a talented artist. He was also on episode 37, obviously, and we spoke on his story, uh, but hopefully we can create art doing this as well. I also had a project that I started out in mid-May of last year called the 22 Rules of Refereeing. I'm, I think I'm at Rule 16. Obviously, I still want to finish that in the written form, but I realized that in this day and age, especially in 2020, people don't really read. Um, they read a lot more short form and they watch videos and they obviously listen to podcasts. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to take you know a lot of my friends in the officiating world and break down those rules from rules one through 22 and just kind of color it with different things as well as me reading out the rule, whatever rule we're going through that today. But today I want to go through this project that I've been working with, a special young man that I've been working with uh, hand in hand for a couple of months. I know sometimes we've been starting and stopping. I've been having my own basketball schedule that I've been trying to tend to as well as this website. And I know he's been busy, but uh, we've been you know, trying to play phone tag and, and we've been trying to go back and forth. I've, I recently had the flu, so I was kind of out of commission, but this shout out goes to episode 110, Smush Parker. You know, he's getting into the referee game and we decided to document his whole journey into refereeing um, and we're going to call it Reformation. And it's going to be a special project where we're going to, I guess, subdivide a lot of the content through this podcast, Tales from the Third Team, to just talk about his journey and um, where he's at incrementally through his uh, journey, through the whole thing. And in this beginning, we, we talk about how he gets a, uh, this guy, Nate from Studio 16, who is a personal trainer. And he's, uh, he's had the pleasure to work with him and to try to get him up to speed. So he gets his, his goal of becoming an NBA referee. So 
you know, Smush, if you're out there, just to let you know, we're, we're doing this project and we're doing it full force from now on. Um, so without further ado, this is the first installment of Reformation, Volume 1. I don't know how many volumes are going to be, but it's going to go through Tales from the 13th. And now, the Tales from the Third Team. Tales from the Third Team, this is Ralph the Ref. I'm with special guest, re- referee in training, Smush Parker. What's yes, good? Sir. What's going on, sir? So, we just had um, an excellent fitness assessment. Man, your, your door's open. Oh, my, 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 <laughs> my fly or the door? Oh, no. <laughs> there you go. All right, so we just had a fitness assessment, assessment with Nate Feliciano of Studio 16. Yes, sir. Uh, how did that go? And just talk about your goal of. Um, what that's going to entail. All right. Well, like you said, it was an assessment. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, my body, my body composition, my weight, my goals, uh, what I'm looking to do with uh, my fitness. And it, w- it went entirely way too well in mm. my eyes. Um, no, now, he was very knowledgeable. Yeah. He really, really talked about And what I really liked about it was he broke down the... the uh, the imbalance that you have in terms of your muscles and yeah. you're probably compensating a lot especially when you're in the NBA you don't really you kind of lose sight of that yes sir you just you just yes, kind of go like whatever works works yeah. right yep yeah. so now we're trying to correct that and and you know you mentioned that a lot of referees especially the modern referee you try to look in shape and mm-hmm. you know we we know your ultimate goal is to get to the NBA is that what's pushing you to do this oh yeah it's def- definitely one of the bigger uh, parts of why I you know looking to get fit is uh no referees at that level are fit. They they uh, they need to be just as fit and uh, athletic and um, and have as much stamina as the players. Mm. As you know, the game is uh, a fast break game now. You know a lot of reps, a lot of shots, and these referees got to stay ahead of the game, ahead of the play. So you know these referees got to beat the players down the court. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine having to beat you know guys like Westbrook down the court? Mm-mm. To get in position to make that 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 a, a proper call. No, and what I find amazing is you know Kenny Mauer, the one that looks like Pat Riley but he's short. Uh, Kenny Mauer in, in the NBA, he got the slick back okay, hair. Okay, all right, all right. That dude is like sixty-five years old, and he is so smooth. If you watch him on the court, and you like, is he it? is okay. He's unreal. Like the type of physical stamina you got. Like I'm thinking when I'm sixty-four, I'm just gonna be chilling, typing on a keyboard, probably mm. get tired. <laughs> thinking, let alone go to the NBA. Wow, yeah. isn't that crazy? Can, can you imagine? Being a referee in the game that long? I can, only because you could see, and, you know, Bernard has talked about this as well. The only time you can really have longevity in this game is if you're a coach. And not even, because coaches, sometimes you can't control your destiny unless you're at a certain situation, like Greg Popovich or Mike Krzyzewski. Uh, A referee, you could could basically control your, your situation. You know, and when you're playing basketball, you you know, there's a short window. Even yeah, though so. it's a long window, it's a short window. It's a short window. Right? Because yeah. now you think about you got your whole life ahead of you, and, you know, you just can't keep up with a 24-year-old. Yeah, you not, just can't not do it. I mean, you probably could. I, I mean, I can't. You know what? 24-year-old, 
I can keep over the 24 hours. It's just the wear and tear of the season. You're going to have to travel. summon up something that yeah. you've never done, and yeah. you're going to have to basically flex your IQ. Yes, so yes, sir. just talk about how you're going to work with Nate moving forward after the assessment test, and what, what, do, you, uh, what do you think you're going to get out of it? I'm actually uh, working out with him tomorrow. Um, got to, you know, work on this uh, this game plan to, you know, get me down 15, 20 pounds, you know, tone up uh, a lot of the muscles that, are, that have been in, inactive or dormant um, since I've been out of the game and dormant, you know, muscles that I haven't used even while I was playing. Mm. You know, you know, he, he, you know, breaking down, he broke down my body composition and just pointed out certain muscles that I didn't even know were dormant that I need to, you know, wake up. And even out, even my body out. You touched on it a little bit just uh, a minute ago about how he, you know, broke down. You know, my body is my body, things like that. Yeah, he even he even said like when when he put the mat down, he was like, "Have you ever done this?" I'm looking at you like, you already know he didn't do this. Like, <laughs> why, why are you asking that question? Like, come on, stop being so rhetorical. Question. Yeah, but uh, I'm looking forward to this journey, to this process. Work with him, like you say, he's a knowledgeable guy. And what I like about him is uh, he seems very ambitious. You know, he has, you know, he, he, he sees that he, you can tell he has a future. Mm. He, he sees a future in this fitness world. He wants to make a change. Just like, you know, I want to make a change in the game of basketball. I want to, you know, pursue this referee journey and make it to the NBA. Mm-hmm. How you want to get, you know, this referee rant and podcast and, you know, you have a lot of things going on behind. I don't want to, you know, you know, disclose a lot of that stuff right now because you might still be working on it. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Like he, like he pointed out, there was three entrepreneurs in the room. 100% agree with that. You know, and coming together, you know, right now at this peak, at this journey, at the beginning of the year, you know, it's only, it's only God's plan. Mm. Mm. So, you know, I was interested to hear this too, and I think a lot of people would, would, would also understand this. So I'm thinking about Patrick Ewan, right? Mm-hmm. And his Georgetown days, that boy was a dog. Like he was a monster, man. He'd be blocking shots all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, he was completely skinny. He was catching alleys off, just off rip, mm-hmm. right? Then I think about when we were growing up and mm-hmm. we watched the Knicks on TV. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like a slow old man. He had a nice mid-range jump shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember when he got out the league, that boy looked like he ate everything that he didn't, he wanted to eat when he was in the league. Okay. However, you know, we, we talked about off-air. When you were in the league, you, t- you were saying how you had a difficult time you know, gaining weight. Gaining and then weight. even even Nate said during the assessment was like, you know, it's going to be a little different than when you were in the league because you're probably going to have to have your caloric intake a lot less. Yes, sir. So, you know, just talk about how you've been able to at least maintain something that's not Patrick Ewing-esque. And, you know, I was kind of surprised that your diet hasn't been on point. Do you think it's just because you just haven't been in the league and your, your, your focus has just been a little different? Well, my, my diet's never been on point, you know, um, but when I was in the NBA, you know, I was practicing every day. And as Nate pointed out, I was probably intaking 5,000 calories a day, but I was burning it all mm. super quick. And uh, unfortunately, my diet hasn't changed, mm. but my workout every day has. So now, you know, I go from eating whatever I want, whenever I want, but I'm working out, you know, when I'm in my 20s, when I'm in the league playing, and I'm burning that off to here I am, 38 years old, not playing, but still having, still maintaining the same diet. And right. now I can't get the weight off mm-hmm. so um right now i feel like the patrick ewing right now i feel like i'm charles barkley right now um you know just 20 30 pounds you know overweight all you can see it all up in all all up in the cheeks 
but I, again, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, working out with uh, Nate, not only on the physical aspect, but nutritionally. We touched base, touched on some things on uh, nutrition that um, that we're gonna be, he's gonna be helping me out on, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and just talk about how different the lifestyle is gonna be because you know he mentioned that CEOs get up at five in the morning, and you know they are committed, and mm -hmm. I know we're both committed at the same time. We both gander in a lot of different ventures. So, you know, are you committed to change your lifestyle to basically submit to this uh, to get to the next level of referee? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Um, as I stated before to you off offline, as I said to you in our, our first uh, podcast, this is, you know, something that I am, you know, all in for. You know, just like, you know, I, when I went to make it to the NBA, I was balls to the wall. You know, I was, you know, in the gym, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. You know, and, that's, and that's how I feel now. I'm very passionate about this refereeing game. I enjoy it. That's one thing. I enjoy it. Mm. I enjoy it. Um, and, that, and that plays a big factor in, you know, my future in it because I enjoy doing it. Almost like, you know, I, I enjoy it. I love playing basketball. Mm. And that's why I was so good at it. That I wanted to, to get better. I enjoyed it. So, um, again, uh, I'm all in. Mm. No, I can't say that enough. And I'm going to put everything into into it, whatever I need to, to get right and make it to the next level. I'm going to do it. I know I asked you this on episode 110, but I'm just curious to see where you are because I just wanted to see the periodic progress. And I did ask you, do you think that your passion is equal from playing basketball to officiating? And at that point, you were like, oh, I, that, that's, it's, it's too early to say. Um, do you think you've gotten closer to that? Uh, I think I've gotten a little bit more closer. I know it's funny that you asked me that because a couple weeks ago I was refereeing a game and I was in a gym and, you know, I still can't walk into a gym and not feel like I want to play. Like, I definitely you still wanna, at that? Yeah, yeah. I still want to uh. I still want to pick up a basketball and compete. Like that comp you know, that, that, that fire, that dog in me mm. is, I don't think, it, 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 it's not, it's not dormant yet. Like, I want to walk into the gym, and I see guys putting on their sneakers and lacing up, and I'm like, yeah, I'll take these guys. Nah, well, I, me... I, I think I think what, what's happening is that you're not you're not pitted yet with referees like, damn, he's been working on his thing. You don't see it like that yet, you know? And funny you say that because I pulled up to Lifetime Fitness yesterday, uh -huh. and I saw a whole bunch of dudes that I used to play at Hofstra University. Uh -huh. And they're like, yo, what you doing? You about to play? I'm like, nah, I ref. They're like, you ref now? <laughs> they're looking at me like, I can't believe that that was like a form of life yeah. that I used to have, mm -hmm. that I had that same passion. Um, do you think that's ever going to kind of quiet? Uh, no, I was I was going to say that, you know, two weeks ago, I, I looked back and I was like, you know what? I am getting pretty old. And my, <laughs> body, my body doesn't, you know... Uh, react the same way as it once did mm -hmm. you know i you know maybe i can't jump as high and run as fast and my mind almost started to wrap around the fact that i might not be able to play this game that much longer maybe i should not that i not, not that i not that i you know am ready to throw up you know uh throw my my basketball playing sneakers over the the the, the telephone wire just yet like we do out here in New York City a lot of people out, out of state might not know what I'm talking about but we do it out here in New York but um oh we did that back in the you know 80s and 90s oh I know exactly yeah, what yeah, you're yeah. talking about um but uh, I, I was coming to grips with you know what I'm a referee now mm. I'm a referee now it's alright man you know guys 
identify me now as a referee when they see me walk into the gym. And you want that, right? You you want that type. Of, you want to be like. Mm. I, I want people to respect me as a podcast host mm. and a writer too, and somebody that runs referee rant. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At the same time, I want to be recognized as a good referee. I don't want my success. Like, I understand that they're both grafting each other, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I want to be recognized as great at both of those things. Yeah, yeah. That I, makes definitely sense. Want, I definitely want to be, uh, you know, thought of being as a great referee. Um, but I also want to be known as somebody who actually put in work in this game also. I want to be recognized as that. And you know, quiet as a cap, I, I don't. I've never felt like I've been recognized as somebody who's been, you know, who put work in in a, in a, in a game. Mm. You know, I, I feel like I've always been overlooked, mm. even though I made it to the NBA. You know, mm. that, you know, I still don't get the, the love that other people get here in New York City because they were great street ball players because they made the, the crowd go ooh and ah with the between the legs dribble and. I decided, you know, I just wanted to shoot jump shots. Do you feel like you're getting overlooked in this referee game or no? Oh, no. Uh, I don't I don't want to go on record by saying this, but I'm going to go on record by saying this. You know, the politics might work, be in my favor this time, mm. this time around. Mm. You know, it might be the first time in my life that politics actually might work in my favor. Yeah, I think so, too. And I, and I wholeheartedly agree. And we talked about that off air, like, you know, NBA... That, that ship has sailed for me, mm-hmm. right? You in a unique situation. And even Bernard touched on that. Episode 36 was like, you got to have a guardian angel. Mm-hmm. That guardian angel might be Bernard Bowen. Yes, and at the yes same so. time, like, you already have a connection with the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think for me, um, had I started this when I was 23, 24, mm-hmm. and I knew about this refereeing game, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's something that has never, like, that has never been an aspiration for me. So... You know, I'm comfortable with where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with where I want to go. Uh, but that's cool, man. You know, we're rooting for you. That's why we're making all this all stuff. Right. Yes, sir. You know, uh, before I make my next comment, I definitely want to shout out Bernard Bowen, a.k.a. Bruce Bowen. I always get <laughs> I always get, I always get, their names mixed up. I'm so used to saying or thinking about Bruce Bowen from the San Antonio Spurs. I call Bernard Bruce. But, you know, like you said, you know, uh, Bernard Bowen is my uh, guardian angel in this uh, referee uh, uh, journey. He's, uh, as you know, he's, you know, what refereed in his in the basketball for what over forty years now. Long time. You know, Long he had, time. A, had the opportunity of playing uh, refereeing in, at the NBA level, uh, chose not to. Mm-hmm. Chose, mm-hmm. like a lot of like choices are, were, were made not to go to that level. So he had the skill, the talent to make it to that level. He chose not to. Uh, but right now, he's a what would you say? He's a signer, a scout, coach. A referee. I mean, I, I think he's a refing enthusiast that okay. uh, is in a, in a unique position to influence, um, you know, and, and I think what it, what it is is like he's kind of like an indirect influence on other uh, people like us. Yeah. Because, sure, he'll give us direct advice, but I think his mantra of it is like, you know what, now I got to change my mindset. And it, he has like this unique ability to... Um, give you the advice without you realizing that he gave it to you. Mm. Like, he goes like, you know what, I think I've, I I came to that conclusion myself, but I think it's because Bernard kind of pushed you to it. So, mm. if I had to describe him in, in a sentence, I think he's just an ambassador to the referee game, okay. and he's also a person that's instrumental in a lot of yes, young referees' lives, because, you know, you mentioned that, that uh, political aspect of it. Um, as much as people don't want to admit that that's a thing, it really is a thing. 
Yes, and it's something that you got to kind of master too. So yeah. if you don't want to go, and, and when you talked about, you know, that's if that's one component, that's also a major component. And I think that if that's overlooked, then you can't really get as far as you'd like to go. Mm-hmm. You know, some people think that you can just kind of be devoid of that 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 particular component of refereeing and still go far. I I disagree with that. I think you got to still be good at that. On top of knowing how to referee, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I, I don't know if that answered your question. No, that, that, that <laughs> answered my question. That, that definitely answered the question for me and the people. I just want you to break mm-hmm. down to the people who are listening the influence that the, you know, the kind of guy that you know Bernard. I was about to call him Bruce again, Mr. Bowen. I mean, yeah, Mr. Bowen. <laughs> Mr. Bowen I like to call him uh, properly. Uh, Mr. Bowen has on his game and in our lives, personally. Word, word. Um, yeah, man. So this is obviously going to be installments of other, you know, situations. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what we're going to call it, but we're going to call it something cool. Is there any final words you want to say before we part ways? Uh, I mean, stay tuned. Yeah, man. Stay tuned. Stay, stay tuned. It's only, it's only what, January 8th? Yeah, we got a lot to accomplish, It's man. only January 8th of 2020, and already, you know, we're, you know, building... Already we're making uh, connections and already our minds and, you know, things are pieces to the puzzle starting to come together. Right. And, um, you know, I decided that this is going to be a little piece, a segment on Tales from the Third Team. So, you know, just look out for, um, you know, different situations that Smush and I are in while we are collecting it for another project that we're working on. Yes, sir. But for Smush Parker, this is Ralph the Ref. This is Tales from the Third Team. We out of here. Peace.